Hey there, folks. Welcome to all oh, you already know what it is. You've been listening for the for those who are listening or have been listening. Thank you. You already you already know what I start off with each episode with, and then it's of course Griff Talks Football. Uh, I think we have a. I would I would say that each episode is good on its own. However, this episode in particular is probably going to be more about the Aaron Rodgers press conference. For those who haven't listened, uh, I highly recommend looking it up on YouTube or any other radio station, but really specifically on YouTube for Aaron Rodgers press conference. And you'll, I, I recommend watching and listening. However, don't worry, I'll summarize and share my thoughts on his press conference when he first reported into training camp. Not OTAs, not mini camp, training camp. Uh, but first, I want to share my thoughts on who's going to win the NFC North. And I think a lot of uh, betters, especially, or even what Vegas thinks and what many others think, is that it's Green Bay's division to basically lose. And I wholeheartedly agree with that. Now to think that Green Bay is going to go ten and seven, even though they have a my bad, even though they have a a, a tough uh, schedule, I highly disagree. I think they're going to be a team that wins thirteen games, and they've been doing that the past two years now. And I don't see a reason why they want to win thirteen games again, or maybe get the number one seed in the in the NFC conference. I know that Tampa Bay has got a good roster. I know that San Francisco, which, by the way, if you have not listened to my previous episode, go ahead and listen to that as well uh, on how I think the NFC West is going to shape out. And I think the 49ers are going to win that division because they have one of the top rosters in the NFL, barring any injury. And you can say that about any roster. Oh, this roster is great. As long as, you know, no one gets hurt, no one's got broken bones. Uh, this is. Football is a physical-ass sport, and um, we only hope that no one gets hurt. Um, and it's a definitely a great sport to, to play. It's one of the greatest team sports uh, to play, in my uh, opinion. But this is not a team that's going to be 10-7, and seven, um, barring any dysfunction and barring any injury. I think there will be a team that wins 13 games or more and will probably get the number one seed, depending on how the 49ers, how the Buccaneers play. I'm not counting any team in the NFC East. I think Washington is going to win the NFC East, and that's an episode for another day. Uh, but that's not a team that's going to win 11-plus games. So really, I think it's either the Buccaneers, the Packers, or the 49ers getting that number one seed in the NFC Conference. And the reason why overall, despite you know who's going to get the NFC number one seed in playoff seedings, I think Green Bay is going to win this division based on Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and the running backs. With Aaron Jones coming back on his four-year, $45 million contract, and A.J. Dillon, who's still on his rookie deal, who just played his rookie year this past year, who uh, a lot of people are calling the, the quad father. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of other NFL players who could be known as the quad father. I mean, you like Saquon Barkley, all these running backs, these offensive linemen, uh, punters even, uh, ridiculous athletes 
that could be categorized as the quad father. Uh, but really, <laughs> other than quads, like AJ Dillon had a good career uh, when he played at Boston College. He's one of the biggest backs in the NFL, I would say. And he's probably going to be more involved in the offense. And I think Green Bay is going to be a team that's going to be in top 10 for rushing yards. They're not going to be so much Aaron Rodgers dependent. And I think Aaron Rodgers isn't going to have a down year, as most people would think. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have another phenomenal year, but I don't think it's going to be MVP level because I really do think with Matt LaFleur as the head coach and play caller that they're really going to put an emphasis on pounding the rock using a lot of zone runs with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. And that offense, again, is going to be explosive. I think Green Bay's defense still has some nice pieces, such as Jair Alexander, who signed a fifth-year option. Uh, Preston and Zadarius Smith, one of the best pass-rushing duos in the NFL, and their first-round rookie, uh, a cornerback from Georgia named Eric Stokes. But other than Green Bay having one of the best rosters in the NFL, in my opinion, uh, opinion uh, the Bears, they still don't have enough offensive pieces. Other than Allen Robinson and potentially seeing Justin Fields uh, starting this year, uh, they don't have much else. As for the Vikings, they have plenty of questions at defense. I don't think they got enough pieces defensively. A lot of their defensive players are getting old or getting past their prime. And I do think that the Vikings offense is still going to be productive. It just depends on how well Kirk Cousins plays. And Kirk Cousins put some good stats last year. He threw 35 touchdowns over 4,000 yards, but didn't win enough games, right? They started off sluggish one and five. And so the Vikings, I think, are going to be playoff contenders, but not division winners. I think they're going to be playing for that sixth or seventh wild card seed. Um, and as for Lions, they're still real rebuilding. I think the nice, the nicest thing that the Lions have right now is Jared Goff, a quarterback. I think Jared Goff is going to have a bounce back year in terms of not turning over the ball so much. But that's the only thing they got other than their offensive line that they've got some nice additions via free agency and their first round pick, Penny Pasola, I think. I think this is his name from Oregon. Really, it's a rebuilding year for the Lions, a questionable year for the Vikings, and the Bears just not having enough weapons offensively. And I think it's going to be Green Bay taking this division. Now, as I end this episode, I'm going to share my thoughts on the press conference. Now, to sum it up, Aaron Rodgers, he wants to have more input on personnel decisions, and he wants to be a resource for your organization. You know, as someone who has been there for 16 or 17 years, I can totally understand why that be a case for him wanting to be input in a resource for an organization. Like he said in the press conference that Green Bay isn't a vacation destination like Miami, Los Angeles, hell, even Seattle, right? Seattle's a nice city, even though it's dark for most of the year, cloudy. It's a nice city 
Um, it's not New York. It's not Chicago. Again, not a vacation destination, as he put it. But he also said that, you know, a lot of, a lot of players want to play with me and they know that they want to play with this team because this team has an opportunity to win a championship. That's how he put it. And I totally agree. I think they have one of the best rosters. And Green Bay has one of the nicest stadiums. They're a team that's been well-known to be a traditional winning team, or maybe not traditional winning team, but it's a team that has a Super Bowl trophy named Lombardi, who Vince Lombardi coached there in the 60s and made his name. Literally could argue put Green Bay on it on the map because of how good the Packers were. And the Packers overall have been a very good functioning culture team organization. However, they are not a team that has gotten a lot of free agents other than older players or players that are deemed not good anymore. Uh, but not necessarily getting splash players. Like uh, a couple years back, some receiver uh, who signed with the team. Oh, or even this past year, like Kenny Galladay, right? Or halfbacks that were available in free agency. Not that they need a running back. I'm just saying they haven't gotten splash offensive weapons and splash defensive playmakers which is fair there's it's not a vacation destination but also you have to understand that green bay as an organization has gotten plenty of good players from the draft they're one of the few nfl teams that either retains their players when it comes to free agency having drafted a player and keeping them or one of the best developmental teams in the NFL because their front office is that good. It just takes a two or three years to finally get a, the player that he drafted hitting their spot. Or it takes a year for that player to develop or an immediate impact. I'm just saying no matter where the player was taken out of the first round, second round, fourth round, however, or whatever, they have constantly done so well. The off the front office has done phenomenal in drafting quality players, especially at the quarterback position with Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, and potentially Jordan Love. However, in that press conference, Aaron also mentioned about 12 players, I think, that he thought Green Bay should have retained, in which they have also traded for Jordan, not sorry, not Jordan, for Randall Cobb, but that receiver has not done well in just past couple of years and is expensive. Now, I would say that you can't just have your buddies on your team. You want to have the best quality players in a good locker room, but really best quality players uh, that can give your team the best chance to win, to, per to pursue a Super Bowl, to win a Super Bowl. And the players that he mentioned as I go down the list, Aaron had mentioned Charles Woodson, Jordy Nelson, Julius Peppers, Clay Matthews, Randall Cobb, James Jones, John Kuhn, Brett Good, TJ Lane, Brian Bulaga, Casey Hayward, and Micah Hyde. 
Now, of all of all those players that were just mentioned, Green Bay only missed on two of them, and they didn't retain these players for free agency. They didn't retain Micah Hyde, who's one of the best safeties in the NFL and is playing for the Buffalo Bills, and Casey Hayward, who is known as one of the best corners in the NFL, made a couple of Pro Bowls. He moved on to play for the Chargers for a long time and is now with the Las Vegas Raiders, but he's no longer that Pro Bowl corner status. But other than those two players, Green Bay made some good decisions on letting go of these players. With Charles Woodson, who's a Hall of, who has a Hall of Fame career, when he got cut or let go of Green Bay, three years he spent at Oakland before they moved to Las Vegas, he only had one Pro Bowl year. But it, it took him three years after being let go of Green Bay to reach a Pro Bowl year. Jordy Nelson had declining years when he was let go of and some injury concerns. Julius Peppers, he only had one good year after leaving Green Bay and then retired two years after that. Clay Matthews, he signed with the Rams in 2019 and then got cut in 2020, and he's not with an NFL team. Randall Cobb, again, has had declining years. And James Jones, he never eclipsed 1,000 yards receiving with Green Bay. John Kuhn was only a fullback, but he wasn't really a good fullback. No one thought of him as a Kyle Juszczyk, right? No one thought of him as one of the best fullbacks in the NFL. He was just an okay fullback. Brett Goode, he had a declining career at the offensive line position. T.J. Lang as well. Brian Bulaga as well. So really, even though Green Bay whiffed on those two players, Casey Hayward and Micah Hyde, they did not whiff on anyone else that they've cut. They didn't whiff on anyone else who's been consistent and excellent for the football team. Right? They still kept Aaron Jones. A.J. Dillon is going to be a good running back this year. I promise you that. And Aaron Rodgers has had good receivers other than Jordy Nelson and Ron Cobb. Like, don't forget Devontae Adams. Don't forget James Jones for a while who then, you know, got cut. Don't forget about these other players, other receivers who have done well, who have been, who have produced well for Green Bay, who are still with the Green Bay Packers, such as Vontez Scantling. If he can be consistent in his route running and catching passes, he is one of the fastest receivers in the NFL, and I think he could be a good receiver. He's got good height, good speed, and again, if consistent, good hands. Alan Lazard. Really one of the best blocking receivers, a good route runner, and again, if stays consistent with catching the ball, is really a good receiver. And don't forget about Robert Tunyon, who caught 11 receiving touchdowns at the tight end position. So even though he didn't clip a thousand yards receiving and 100 catches, he was he had a Pro Bowl type year. I don't think he made the Pro Bowl roster, but he had a Pro Bowl type year from what I would consider. So. Again, the front office with Green Bay, the coaching staff, and Aaron for this year still need to be as communicative as possible and work well together if they all are trying to achieve a Super Bowl title for the Green Bay Packers. Thanks again for listening, and I'll certainly catch you all soon next week. Kick ass, y'all. Take care.